0: Welcome to The Jockey Club, a podcast looking at the movie Let It Ride, one scene at a time. My name is Dan Delgado, and we're at historic Hylia Park, where one man is having the best day of his life. I'm having a good day. So come on in and hang out while we talk about this day and the greatest movie of all time, Let It Ride. Don't worry about that guy at the door. I've got you covered. You can even take my seat to The Jockey Club. Welcome back to the Jockey Club. My name is Dan Delgado. We are up to episode 19, which means that we are doing the 19th scene of Let It Ride. And really, it's the 19th scene, according to me. This is the scene where Trotter returns to Marty's bar looking for Looney. And if you're playing along at home, this is from minute 4936 to minute 5009. Joining me at my usual table is Eric Delgado, my usual guest, a gambler, and yes, the person I saw Let It Ride with, A lifetime ago. So now let's head on up to the Jockey Club to discuss this 19th scene of Let It Ride. Alright, so we have just come from where Trotter in the previous scene at the Jockey Club hears from Lufkin how Looney owes a lot of money. Over $800 that guy owes he bet a nickel on the Packers. Yep. Exactly bet a nickel. And do you know do you know the score of that game? <laughs> 75 to 10. They <laughs> <We laughs> lost 75
1: to 10.
0: They lost 75 to 10. Okay, so yeah. Trotter very <laughs> non-discreetly uh, says I love it that it's 75 too. <laughs> Start figuring that number. How they get that. So awesome. Uh, okay. So very not discreetly gets up and leaves immediately. I don't know where Mr. Looney is. And then I'm sure I haven't seen him. And then gets up, right. and you, you, every, I'm sure everyone in the room figures, oh, he must know where he is. He's going to warn him. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So now we're going back to Marty's it's so bar. Brow. And, mm-hmm. and when we go back to Marty's bar, I think this scene is sort of the. Evangeline scene, right? This is the... Yes. This is the only real scene Cynthia Nixon gets to do anything in this movie. She's
1: got the most here,
0: yes. Right? Trotter goes back, he's looking for Looney, and Evangeline is sitting at the bar with Sid, who's very quiet. Sid, who who is sullen. Yeah, Sid is sullen, that's exactly right. And she is pretty mad about losing that last race. And just kind of raging in the... I don't know, how would you describe the frustration and raging going on from Evangeline here?
1: Well, I can tell you she's really cheesed off, (laughs) which is the first time I think I've ever heard that. And then I tried to start using it. But yes, she is the, I mean, you know what's great about, okay, here's what's really cool, I guess, about this, is that when she first comes in if you're really following their arc with Sid and Evangeline. Please do. Um she's she's obviously new to the whole scene. Yes. And he is, you know, if you're Sid, right? From Sid's point of view, it doesn't make a lot of sense from anybody else's point of view, but from Sid's it's like, yeah, I want you to come in and meet the guys.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what and, he says, come meet the guys.
1: Right. Yeah. And these are the guys that I want you to meet. Okay? <laughs> yeah. This is the problem, right? Is that it's these guys. They're all, like, offensive in some way. Mm -hmm. The whole situation would be offensive to someone as pristine as Evangeline. Mm -hmm. So if you're Sid, right, you're hoping that at some point she buys in and is like, yeah, I dig this. Let's do this. I get how this works. I'm emotionally invested. Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's That's the hope. Every time you introduce somebody new to some kind of a thing. And so... We're, of course, all thinking it, you know, when he he checks checks her driver's license, you know. I can't believe she's
0: 19. I got a dog 19.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's like no way that this girl is going to connect, right? And so you kind of, we've given up on that fact, you know, we're not even following that. We're following the whole loony situation, you know, we just got over the Lord Byron situation. Yes. And... Now we just get a little glimpse of them, and you see that what what Sid would have hoped for—obviously, there's two ways to go, but still, what he would have hoped for—has happened, where she's like, I'm in this thing now, to the point where I'm even going to go and get more of my bank
0: money. That's right, yes. I've got a good mind to go yeah. to the bank. I may pull out some savings and savings. come back— Right. As though right. this is right. this is some solid plan to recover your losses, Evangeline, is yes. to go to the bank and come back. But she says it with such conviction That's- and such innocence that this is how I will fix this problem. I will get right. more money and throw right. it into the hole and yes. then my money will re- then my original money that I've lost will return to me.
1: It's the worst idea you could have. Oh yeah! And yet, if you're trying to bring her into the world, you've done it. Yeah, pulled it off, right? She's look okay. She's gone from sitting all prim and proper. Right. Mm -hmm. She's got like her hands draped over her arms, draped over the bar. You know, she's all in there. She's not worried about the grime and the muck in the place. She's, you know, and she's speaking candidly. This is exactly like if you have a dream of having. Okay, let's obviously they've just they're new to each other. Right. right? But let's say this was your wife. Look, Jay seems to have never pulled this off. (laughs) Right. Perhaps. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe way back in the day, right? maybe she came to her senses.
0: But- right, it's true. It's entirely possible that Pam started out this way, and then yes. once she realized, oh wait, all he does oh, is lose, man. we are talking about Evangeline, and, and basically, yeah. I guess what we would call this is her descent into gambling madness, and, yes. and and that she's probably on what you would refer to, and I mean you specifically, as Tilt. Mm-hmm. Is she on Tilt?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's the worst thing, especially early on, like I've always said, the worst thing that can happen to you is that you can win too much or you can lose too much. Mm -hmm. The best thing that can happen is that you just sort of, you know, peter along and, you know, you get out a little bit up or down and you're like, yeah, that was a thing. You know, there's no big draw to get you back. Right. Because it wasn't like, you know, unless you just love the action of it, then the money has no real relevance to you. So she's in that boat of, like, she's always going to be chasing to get revenge. Yeah. She's going to go back for that, and she's probably going to lose, you know, and then all of a sudden, now i got to get $600 back or whatever it is. And, of course, in that crowd, they're going to welcome that. You know, yep, come mm-hmm. on in. Let's take a seat of Angie, you know, <laughs> Angie or whatever. And for Sid, I mean, Sid's such a funny character because... He's obviously trying to project whether or not it's real, because you know he's hanging out with these guys. So is he trying to project that he's more successful than he is?
0: I think so. I think because if you look at how he dresses, and I don't mm-hmm. know if he's just dressed up for her, but also mm-hmm. how he I he ha- he has his hair styled in a particularly awful way, right? Yes. Like it's all mm-hmm. flat on his head. And so yes. I think maybe this is – how he dresses and this is what he thinks looks cool and so he is trying to because he's probably constantly projecting that he's some sort of a big shot and that he's some sort of a player let's that's kind of what sid is from you know the small bits that we get with him this is what i kind of get out of that guy
1: totally agree and so if that's the case then he's trying you know with her to Get her to see that you know this is um you know a real going concern let's let's be these people, you know, and now he's got he's got her a little bit in the wrong way, but she's definitely gonna want to come
0: back, yeah, yeah, he and doesn't so, seem too happy about it, and I don't know if he's sullen over losing and because he thought he was gonna i know you know he had all his moves that he was planning and he had planned out in his brain before they got there, or right. or is he a little sullen because of now how Depraved, eventually has become, right. or he, he, is it both these things? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he who knew that that was inside of her.
0: Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: It'd be nice if she were more just like an accessory. You know, like yes. she's just gonna come play, like like um, Jennifer Tilly.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You
1: know, that'd be more like what you want mm-hmm. for Sid. Instead, she's gonna be the one like I'll drive. <laughs> you might uh, start to. Yeah.
0: So the other things that happen in this scene, Trotter is mm-hmm. looking for Looney, and then <laughs> her interaction with with Trotter is funny, because she feels the need to to, to I- tell him, Looney said you are a real jerk. Right. Yeah, and uh, Looney said you turned on your friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so harsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: oh, it is. When it's coming out of her, yeah. that's what's great about that is that they make it her so it's that much more vicious. You know yes! everybody else is talking about it because she, you know, she picked up on it. And then the yeah, yeah, it it's it's this is this this whole next few minutes is is the hardest part for me of the movie. Like I wouldn't change it, but it's very difficult the whole thing. The only the, the great part is coming up is you know, you know, is we find out if we find out exactly what has happened to Evangeline, because at this point all we know is that it's gone badly.
0: That's right. That is correct. Right? That is correct. Right. So, so before we get there, real quick, Marty says, "Yeah, Lufkin was in here earlier looking for Mooney, and then they, he left his number, and it's I know it's carved in the it's, bar.
1: It's so funny. <laughs> it's so freaking funny that it's it's carved in the bar, like, and it looks all you know ragged and." nasty yes right yes i mean it, it's such a it's such a brilliant little pick a thing
0: it's such a hilarious joke and also marty who points out here's the number is really just like yeah here it is he's not like yes. hey this guy carved up my damn bar
1: exactly, exactly. he doesn't care
0: no he doesn't care at <laughs> yeah. all it's just like oh yeah here's the, here's the note for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know that's yeah. too funny, yeah. that Marty's just so casual about it. Yeah, then you find out, go ahead. then what happens?
0: Oh, okay, well, then we <laughs> then we find. <laughs> oh we, well I'll, well, first of all, we do find out where Looney is. He went mm-hmm. to, he went, Sid tells him he went to give blood. Evangeline immediately, why don't we give blood? Like, what a genius idea this is. Here's a good way to get money to spend it at the track. Let's why don't we give blood? Poor baby. But then also, we we do find out that she's upset because that jockey fell off that damn horse. (laughs) That damn horse. Oh, my God. She bet on Lord Byron. It's...
1: It makes... Okay, first of all, it's such a great surprise. It is. It is. that That we get the Lord Byron callback. Yes. But it also lines up because probably before this, you could see Evangeline not wanting to bet on anything that was too risky. Mm hmm. So betting the favorite, you know, makes sense. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And so I'm sure even Sid told her, yeah, you know, we'll bet him across the book because don't forget, he's the guy that knows his exotics. Yes. He knows them. He comes in saying the <laughs> the number two horse is immortal luck and I'm going to wheel him. Yes. So if you don't know, it's a great, whatever it is, if you don't know what's going on, that's just a great line, Mm -hmm. the way he delivers it. But then if you even know what it is, it's even better. So you know he's a guy that's going to tell her, let's bet him across the board.
0: Mm -hmm. Because, you
1: know, if we bet 50 bucks, we're probably going to get back 75, you know, (laughs) and that's going to be just fine. And so the only way this could go bad, he's got to come in for a second or third. Mm -hmm. Right? So that makes perfect sense that the outrage would happen because the only way he's not going to do that is if he falls off the horse <laughs> or if lightning strikes him in the starting gate. <laughs> so that rage is is very appropriate.
0: Have you had an experience like this in your betting mm. resume? Do you have? Let's see. You know, do you have a highlight Let's player who see. well got you know, hit look- on the head?
1: That has happened, and it was a player I bet, and you know who it is. His name was Arecha.
0: Oh yeah, sure, I remember. Do you remember Aracha. Aracha? I do remember okay. Aracha. He was good.
1: Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. He just happened to be when we were there, like those first couple of seasons. He won the Campeonato. Okay. So like this wasn't even something that I was even paying attention to that early on,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: like that first season where it was, you know, it's like it's like analytics versus optics. Okay. Like he seemed like the best player to it. Like he was so great. Well, he was. You know, he he. You know, statistically was the best player as well. Yeah. So on this, in this particular play, you know, I've got him. You know, I'm sure I got him in a couple of trifectas. You know, I probably bet in fifty, sixty bucks, something like that. And he jumps up to catch the serve, and it just goes wrong, and it hits him right in the face. Ow! And. Yeah, let me tell you, I was literally, this won't surprise you, I'm at the front, I'm at the, like, right up against the fence. Right. I'm crying. I was crying because he didn't get up.
0: Oh, okay. He's now now we, we should clarify that this is not because yeah. you've lost your bet. Right. Okay. No, this is not because
1: I lost my bet. Okay. No. I just want to make no, that be, clear. Okay. Yes. No, when he goes <laughs> down, and, and, you know, I see him go down just like, you know, yeah. it, he's got the SESTA up, and it just misses. Like, the angle is wrong, and it just hits him right in the, like, bam, right? Yeah. He goes straight down, yeah. doesn't move, right? Uh, and so I can't. I think I've seen him die, you know? So anyway, yeah, that wasn't really what I meant to tell you. But still, that would be a situation where, of course, he was then disqualified. And then I said, wait a minute, he's alive and I lose? <laughs> that son of a bitch.
0: Have you ever thought about donating blood to go back to the track, to the highlight time dude, to anything,
1: dude. What? you know that you know better about this. What so like this is why I was gonna say this scene is like this. whole yeah, you, sec, this whole next five minutes is just oh really different. That's
0: right. Eric, Eric is is very squeamish around needles. <laughs> Eric would <laughs> never donate blood. So no,
1: no, no, donate. Yeah, no. Good y- luck.
0: You're gonna you you're gonna have get to get it rip. Yeah, you're gonna have to come after him to get it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd rather you right. I'd rather you cut me open.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather
1: you take a bullet and use that to get it out <laughs> than than to come with that
0: little tiny needle. So it ends I with mean, Yeah. She's upset about that jockey falling right. off the horse and Trotter leaves and he's off to go find is, Mooney and you Yeah. Know, which he'll find it him in the, how it ends. He'll find him in the next scene. And I think the real thing that we learned from this scene and in particular what I really what I mean is from this particular podcast that you and I have recorded is that yeah. you have a problem with the next scene over the needle, and I didn't think. Oh, about dude! That. Yeah, like I Ooh, thought. Yeah. I thought it was some sort of emotional thing that you were referring to earlier. But no, it's just your your needle squeamishness.
1: Okay, so I'll tell you this. No, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's twofold. All right, so this is the scene where he, where Looney really lays it out that I'm pissed at you. You've screwed. Okay,
0: we've yes. just yes,
1: you've just gaslit us with Ev- Evangeline, right? Mm -hmm. And now he goes in there and he doubles down on it. And Jay even says to him, he gives him the great argument. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We had the same. What are you talking about? And when he lays it out, he just ignores what he said. He doesn't respond to like, well, yeah, that's not how I feel. Or, you know, you're right. He doesn't do anything like that. He just keeps talking. And that really pisses me off. I mean, like, legit pisses me off. Because he's 100% wrong. Yes. right. And we've yes. gone into why he feels this way and all that and, you know, his justification, etc. But what he does to Jay right there it's is terrible. awful. It is terrible. Right?
0: It is terrible. And yes.
1: Then, okay, then Jay, this is where I'm pissed at Jay. He, he shows some compassion anyway for his friend. We see that. You know, my friend's in there. Instead of the usual ten, tell him it's worth twenty. he's walking around with how much money at this point
0: um twenty nine hundred dollars okay, I think
1: he wants to get he wants to give him yeah because this is after he he
0: hasn't yeah he, has, um, yeah, he hasn't made bet. that bet yet yeah.
1: right he's about to make the next the next big one right so he's got a big wad for him you know for his day, and he only wants to give him ten more dollars so I'm like. This is your this is your <laughs> gesture. This is your charitable maneuver is 10 bucks. And then when he finds out that it's worth $75, he plucks the 10 back, which is hilarious, right? Yes, he does. But again, it's like that's some chintzy stuff there, Jay. Like so there's a lot of stuff I don't like going on in this whole
0: I understand, but but to defend Jay for a second here, he Jay, just ahead, he just came out of that horrible conversation that he had with Looney. And yes. so Maybe, yes, yes. Maybe that's putting a limit on Jay's generosity at the moment.
1: Okay. I, I give you that. I give no no, I totally look. Looney is ten times more the villain. Without a doubt. What he did to Jay is is really awful. And then the fact that he's sitting there giving blood the whole thing's so bad. And he's smoking.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got I, I love it. He's got he's got a cigarette and he's got the racing form in the other hand.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it's, like it's, this is part of his day. It's, it's all... Like,
0: it's all-star degeneracy right there. It's, it is. It's it Hall is. of Fame level.
1: Right. And thank goodness. And now you start to think, you know, if you really want to get it, like they talk about uh, like casinos, right? That it breeds, you know, in the neighborhood, like all of a sudden you start seeing the uh, pawn shops, you know, like it breeds the, the, the lower element, right? Because like a casino, look, oh, it's beautiful. All right, and so the argument against is, yeah, but you don't know what comes next, okay? The casino's great, but what now you're going to start to get is the bail bondsmen and the uh, pawn shops and the, <laughs> yeah. you know, hawk your car, you know, it's all going to be here. That's the element we're trying to keep out. Yeah. And you never see that at the casino. You see it out on the strip, yep. right? Is what mm. you, you know, they say. Okay, so it makes me think, look how close the blood bank is to the track.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. And I
1: thought is this strategic by the blood bank?
0: <laughs> Cuz
1: that is funky as hell,
0: right? <laughs> I don't know if that's the case.
1: Because it sure doesn't look like they're disturbing Looney's comfort level in there. Like they're very fo- Okay, get. Mhm. Come on in, Looney. You know, like how many other Loonies are sitting there in the uh in the stalls giving blood.
0: That's hysterical, dude
1: oh my gosh that's perfect right?
0: that's perfect
1: so bad It's so bad alright so one more observation <laughs> ok real Good, quick I don't know if I'm doing this episode is that ok again he thinks we think that the going rate for giving blood is 10 bucks according to Jay right he says instead of the usual 10 oh yeah tell him okay. it's worth 20 Yeah. Right? yeah ok so so here's what I figure knowing you know being a working man at the time that's about for the average laborer That's like two hours. Giving you $10, average guy's making five, six bucks an hour, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So now I'm going to give that guy $10. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is two hours of labor versus 10% of your blood is the same. That's what the blood bank's going rate is. Yeah, two hours work at McDonald's or 10% of your blood supply. What's up with that? How, how are they even getting anybody in there?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a blood at the time. Maybe that's just a blood bank that's next to the track that's selling that's, right, that's ch- going cheapo, that low. Right. It's like L- cheapo blood like, bank. Like, like we can lower the rates over here. And this right. one, yeah, we're right next to the track. We can lower the rates. You're right
1: because when when you're going in there to hack your car at the one right next to the casino, you don't get the good rate.
0: Yeah, that's you right. You get screwed that's on right. your deal. Here you go, desperate so guy. What? You'll take this or you'll walk. That's right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's probably exactly right. Because I remember being shocked at the $10 even then. I was
0: like, it's low. It's really low. It's really low. Yeah. What are you going to do with that?
1: I don't know. And then he implies that you can do it twice a week. I don't know if that's that's probably right.
0: it, It doesn't feel like that's right, though. Mm-hmm. I mean I know the blood supply replaces itself in twenty four hours, but right. I don't I don't know that you could just go Could you
1: actually come in twice a week? I
0: don't think you could.
1: I know there's a thing where the, these people have this rare plasma. Yeah. And you can do it twice a month and it's like a gold mine. And there are people that like make a living off this legitimately. Like it's something like they get like two grand a pop and they what? do it like, twice a month. No kidding. Yeah, I can't remember how long ago I found this out. But it's incredibly rare, and it's not only that they'll do it, but like they're incur- like we need it, you know. Like and this stuff that these people make is so rare. How that
0: and did how, how quickly did you check to see if you had it?
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, right. I maybe I could, but no. From what I understand, oh god, I don't even want to talk about it. But apparently, if you do it often enough, like you, you get like a permanent hole.
0: Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah that the thought of this oh, let's, i gotta go i gotta go
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the jockey club this episode was hosted and produced by me dan delgado thank you to my guest eric delgado Our theme music is from Epidemic Sound. Our cover art is by Sean LeBrie. If you enjoyed this episode, and indeed, I hope that you did, you can help the show out by buying me a coffee. This is a real thing. There will be a link on how to do it in the show notes, in the show description, right there on your phone. You can just slide and then there's all the show notes with the description there's going to be links in there one of them will be how to buy me a coffee there will also be another link if you want to get some show merch that's a possibility now if you say damn look i'm saving up all of my pennies to have a big great day myself at the track well this is something that i certainly understand so instead you can go ahead and leave me a free five-star review on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you may be listening to this if you want to contact me you can send me an email gosh darn it it's dan at moviemaker.com i am constantly on twitter at underscore dan underscore delgado or even better i'm on the repod app which is a great way to not only to just listen to podcasts but to interact with podcast hosts like myself You can find it in your app store. Come on by and say hello. This has been Dan Delgado for The Jockey Club. And remember, sometimes you could be walking around lucky and not even know it.